0: Support for this podcast comes from PulseM and Customer Lobby. Successful CertainPath members like you know the value of thinking like a customer. We've got the tools to help you do just that. Enter PulseM+. Combining the power of PulseM and Customer Lobby to enhance your customer's journey by creating value at every touchpoint. We've helped hundreds of CertainPath members like you win and retain more business, Pulse M Plus utilizes Pulse M's industry-leading reputation management capabilities to help you build out the early stages in your customer's journey and maximize your online reputation through Google reviews. Then Pulse M Plus keeps your customers coming back by incorporating Customer Lobby's powerful retention platform using postcards, emails, and text messages to send the right message at the right time to encourage repeat business. And as a certain path member, we'll waive your setup fees. For more information, please visit get.pulsem.me slash pm plus dash certain path. Welcome to the
1: Successful Contractor, powered by CertainPath, formerly Success Group International, a show for residential contractors about residential contractors. We chronicle business journeys, share insights, and celebrate successes in this wonderful industry. I'm your host, Bob Houchin. As a reminder, all episodes of The Successful Contract are available on YouTube, as well as your podcast player of choice. For more information on how Certain Path can put your contracting company on a certain path to success, visit our website, www.mycertainpath.com. I'm excited to bring to you an interview with Eugene Martin, a salesperson for Lakeside King in even New York. In 2022, Gene sold by himself $6.9 million dollars and residential roofing and get this he estimated only about 10 of those jobs were insurance jobs you're going to learn how gene got into the roofing industry then for nearly 50 minutes he's going to explain his sales process step by step but before launching into the interview i want to make a quick point gene has been a high sales performer for many many years he's been a part of the certain path family since 2009 Gene's gone through all of our roofing sales training, and he's made the process his own. Weeks ago, we had our Certain Path Awards Gala, where we recognized 90 roofing sales professionals for selling over one million dollars. So, Certain Path roofing members, if you haven't been to the sales training, quit waiting. Go. For non-Certain Path members, it doesn't matter if you're in roofing, HVAC, electrical, or plumbing. We have training to help you and your team build value sell ethically, and generate a ton of revenue for your company. So come to a Profit Day to learn more. Okay, without further ado, here's my conversation with Gene Martin, the $6.9 million man from Lakeside Kangaroo in Little Geneva, New York. Hope you enjoy our conversation take away another two. Gene, thank you so much for taking time with me today. I really appreciate it. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Good. How are you doing, Bob? I'm doing excellent. I'm doing excellent. Uh, for, for people who haven't had the pleasure uh, of meeting you at expo or a training, could you kind of share with everyone your name, your company name,
2: and where you guys are located? Yeah, so my name is Eugene Martin and we're located up in Geneva, New York. How far is Geneva from like New York City though? Oh yeah, great question. Yeah. Because a lot of people think of New York as New York City. New York City. We're actually very far away. Yeah, okay. We're probably like 250 miles away. So we're really in between Rochester and Syracuse out in the very rural park. Yeah, I always say the nice part of New York. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. That's great. Uh, we're talking for an excellent
1: reason. You've been a high-performing salesperson in, in the roofing industry for a while. But uh, this last year, you really kicked some butt, if I could say. Uh, what did you end up doing in your Tomo sales number last year? I think it was right around $6.9 that million. Fantastic. Good for you. Congratulations. Thank you. No, So we're very excited to learn a the, the, the little bit of the secret sauce. We don't have to give it all away, but maybe a little bit today. <laughs> uh, but before we get into how you, how you run your appointments, love to learn your story. Uh, I always enjoy the, you know, learning how people got to where they are today. So uh, let's start with you. How did you ultimately end up in the trade? So what, What's your background? So, well, you know,
2: as a young boy growing up, my father was a farmer and, you know, I went on to work for farmers and all that stuff. So, um, and that was actually going to be my dream. I was going to be a farmer, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, so I got to the point, you know, 16, 17 years old, you know, our church has a youth group and whatnot. And that usually takes place, you know, Saturdays and Sundays. And I said, you know what, this farmer thing is great, but, um, i was in a dairy farm so yeah long story short you know the cows had to be milked on sundays so i had to work on sundays and i really didn't want to do that so anyway i had a brother that was in construction and uh i called him up and i said hey i'm I'm done with this farming thing and i said do you need any help and he's like yeah sure so i ended up uh working for him and worked for him for like five years really? and uh, general construction yeah we did like you know uh build pole barns. You know, we did cheat, rocked it roofs, did sidings and all that stuff. It was a great experience. Learned a lot of different things in the construction industry. Yeah. And uh, did that for about five years. And then my brother sort of wanted to switch gears and go more into the excavation side of construction. And he said, you know what, by the end of the year, he said, I don't want any employees. I'm just going to do that by myself. So I'm like, wow. It sort of first came as a shock a little bit, yeah. you know, and, uh, I'm like, you know what, sort of did a little soul search, and I said, you know what, out of all this, I really love doing the roofing part, you know, and I think <laughs> I can, uh, you know, help people out, protect their families, protect their homes, you know, and I really think I can make a difference, you know, and and in the roofing world at that time, and maybe even still today, you know, was sort of viewed as a sort of down-low job, if you will, mm-hmm. and uh, so, yeah, that's uh, that's what I did. I started my own roofing company in the spring of 2005, and, owned and operated that for like six years and then sort of uh, sold my company, I actually merged it with Lakeside Kangaroo and uh, stayed on with them as a salesperson, sort of help them with the day-to-day operations and yeah. sort of, you know, fast forward to 2023. Uh, really my main focus now is uh, on sales. That's fantastic. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And you, and you just still enjoy, It still enjoy it. all these years. It, it's still a new challenge every day. Enjoy the interaction with people.
2: Well, I, I do, you know, I, I I get those days where I'm like, yeah. you know, I, maybe I should be doing something different, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I guess don't we all, right? Yeah, you know, for the most part, 95 percent of the time, you know, the, the, every customer that I go to every single day is a it's a different person. You have to meet that different person, and we we everybody's different, you know. God made everybody different, and and uh, so it's always cool to sort of see that every house is different. Yeah, yeah. There there is some little challenges that come along the way, sure. How, how many appointments will you run a day typically?
1: Do you do the two to three,
2: or sometimes do So this time of the year in the in the winter time? I would say two two to three is Just get two. Three. yeah, and, and that might be an average of maybe four days a week or so. Yeah, yeah. then when we, when we get busy, you know, say like April on to Christmas time, you know, I'll probably be running about five appointments a day. Is that right? <laughs> what at you. So what what time you start when you finish? So typically the first appointment is booked around eight thirty, nine o'clock, and so a lot of appointments run into the evening time, so sure, I guess probably in the summertime, hate to say it, but a lot of times I'm coming back to the house, you know, it might be 7 o'clock, sometimes 8 o'clock. Yeah. 9 o'clock, once in a while, not too often. But. Right, right. <laughs> yeah they you gotta make hay when sunshine right? that's it, yeah yeah and at least you get the winner to take a
1: breath every multi- <laughs> yeah yeah love it <laughs> well needed <laughs> that's great right. well let's let's talk about your your process a little bit and and how you get homeowners happily involved with, with you guys um when you go to a call uh does how much are you getting from the office about the appointment? what do you do to get your mindset right so how do you handle those both of those
0: things
2: yeah, so they most of them I say eighty percent of the calls you know, have a name and an address and an appointment time when i need to be there um sometimes the office if they're able to get some information you know they might put in there, you know elderly couple whatever you know hard of hearing blah, blah blah you know so all that stuff is i like it when they do that um it sort of helps you get ready all right is this going to be a young person an old person or do they have some handicap challenges you know and you know how, how can we how can we deal with that Um, so how do I sort of get my mind wrapped around it? Mm -hmm. I've been doing it for long enough. I guess I sort of know the area, like I'll look at the address and as far as the type of homes that are in that area, I sort of have a little bit of an idea of you know kind of what the, the roofs go. are they gonna be high nasty ones are they gonna be steep easy ones yeah <laughs> is it a high rolling neighborhood you know mediocre neighborhood you know so that's sort of how I wrap my head around. Do you listen to any music or anything you like quiet was kind of think about the the next you know that appointment. I I do and quite frankly I'm you know from in between a with them. <laughs> returning phone calls where have yeah. text messages and sure. so i i don't really you make the most out of every segment of the days so. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i don't really have time just to jam out and stuff like yeah. that yeah i will maybe more toward the end of the day on the way home i'll just sh- turn on some country music or something mm-hmm. and just sort of chill out on the last ride home you know yeah yeah
1: no that's good that's good all right, so you, so you get to the home, right, full out, you get out, get out of the truck, and you, you, you make a beeline in the door, knock on the door, and, you know, take a step back, and the whole world smiles at you and lets you in. How do you, uh, once you get in that home, how do you start making, you know, a connection with that person so it's not just, oh, a salesperson's here? You know, well, how
2: do you kind of make a friend? Oh, sure, yeah, and that's a great question there, Bob. Um so essentially, a lot of our calls are, are they called us out. So, the, you know, we're not the door knocking type salesman. So obviously, they, they sort of know that. We're, yeah, they definitely they sort of know that, hey, we're there to help them with a problem. So, you know, after, you know, getting on a first name basis and stuff like that, um, you know, I'll, I'll sort of ask him. I'll ask him simply, you know what can I, what's going on with your roof and what can I do to help you out here? I, I'm here to help yeah. So, Um, and they'll, they'll, they'll start going off on, you know, sort of what's going on and all that stuff. And, and sometimes you sort of have to take control of the conversation and say, Hey, you know what, maybe we can, you know, if you, they want to take me outside and show me, Hey, tell you what, we can get to that in a minute. If you don't mind, what I'd like to do is let's sit down at the table. Let's go look for some information. Yeah. And, yeah. I like to go there and I just really want to ask you some more questions so i can really better understand what's going on how long you guys lived here maybe show you some pictures of some uh past projects that we have done and that way you can sort of see what type of work that we do and, and really make sure that this is a good fit you know oh let's see, we... see if we see this is a good company that you want to work with Okay. You know?
1: very good so you get to the, the kitchen table say for example and what are some additional questions you're asking them you know, to see what kind of, what they expect from their project. Like, you know, I know on the survey it's got, what are the top five things that, you know, you value from your roof and stuff like that. Do you you follow that? Or or do you kind of
2: have it kind of internalized? Sort of half, halfway internalized. And and you know what, quite frankly, it's, uh, you you know, having that script and that book is a good thing. That way you never miss anything. Cause I know we can all get sideways. And don't ask some of those questions, and then we look back. You say if if we didn't get the sale, we're like, oh, you know what? I should have asked that question, and I and I failed to do that. Yeah. Um, so so that's uh, so I sort of have it internalized, and and you know I just ask them how long they lived there, and you know how long they plan on living there, and you know how they like the neighborhood, and you know just sort of conversations, stuff like that, and also get some facts out of them. You know. Does that help? Uh decide on how you're gonna build your
1: options out. If they're like, oh well, we're gonna live here another year or two, maybe, you know, you're not gonna be able to offer the premium roofing system, or do you not allow that to influence how you build your options?
2: I no, I pretty much build them all the same way. Um knowing that, hey, if they're gonna sell in a year, they may not want the premium. But you know what? I've also had times where they did want the premium and they want them all with the transferable warranty and the best shingle because you know what there's a chance that maybe some of their family might buy the home or you know they're just that nice you know older couple that say hey you know what we can afford it i just don't believe in doing the cheapest you know i want the best that's just how they're wired and that's totally okay yeah so there's always
1: (laughs) absolutely that's all right yeah
2: yeah (laughs) that's uh that's sort of sort of how we do that i guess you know I think one of the questions also, well, you know, what prompted you to get a new roof, or what prompted you to call it
1: today, right? You asked that, right? So, what, what do you, you know, is it? Well, I think my my buddy next door had the insurance company out, and they said they can get us a new roof. Or, like, what what, what are you
2: listening for when you, when you ask a question like that to figure out why they called you? Yeah. So, so I'm li- I'm listening for really what? Yeah. What, what what just really what made him pick up the phone? Yeah. Is it the you know, a hailstorm went through the area, which we don't get a lot of those. You know, is a a windstorm, we get more of those, I guess. You know, would be the question. You know, listening for that, are they are they having leaks? Are they, you know, missing up shingles? Uh, is it just stones coming off their shingles? You know, really, what is it? You yeah. Know, does the roof look wavy? You know, there's there's, you name it. There's there's even more of them. Yeah, for <laughs> sure,
1: for sure. Do you, do you look up front in that initial conversation, I'll talk about budget. Like, what did you expect this project to to be or, or do you not get talk about money a little bit up front?
2: Um, so typically I don't ask that question until we've warmed up quite a bit, you know, and I sort of and we feel like we have a good uh rapport going on and whatnot. Yeah. And then before I will step outside the home again, do the measurements and all that stuff and typically go up on the roof and do a roof inspection. So before I go out there, I'll try to answer that question. He, what what are you guys thinking for a budget range? Oh you no, know, Bob, are you thinking like eight to ten or ten to twelve or yeah, twelve to fifteen, maybe fifteen to twenty? You know what? Are, what
1: are you thinking? Right. In the face of eight thousand dollars, I thought this is, yeah, <laughs> yeah, this is a two thousand dollar brand. You know, I'm sure you got some crazy answers, right? Oh, sure. shit. you're just like okay.
2: Now I know what I'm in, I'm in store for. Right <laughs> later. Uh, that's interesting. Um, and a lot of times my comeback to that Bob to answer your question yeah. is like. How'd you come up with that number? Right, right. (laughs) Twenty years ago, we got a new roof. That's when it was right.
1: Yeah, sure, sure. So it's you address it right away. In that case, if they give you crazy, I really thought it'd be less of that. You, you immediately talk about how'd you come up with that number.
2: You know, kind of say plant the seed. It's gonna be sure, sure, yeah. Or I'll give you a quick example. I was out at one a couple weeks ago, and they're like, hey, we had some estimates last year, and. You know, he's, he obviously didn't tell me what those estimates were. It was a nice, really nice home. And I said, yeah, so I'm, I'm just going to forewarn you up front, you know, that if you guys had some estimates last year and they were X, I said, you know how with uh, COVID and everything, you know, groceries, vehicles, gas, everything, like, went up yeah. about 60%. Well, roofing went up about 60% right there, so... It's not me. It's not you. It's just, it is what it is. So, yeah, just the only reason I'm telling you, Mr. Homeowner, is just so that you can mentally be prepared for your future But I'm going do to do the best I can here for
1: you today. Sure. With, when you were initially simming down with them, you mentioned pictures. What else, you know, and I went through a bounty of questions that you could ask. What well, what else are you trying
2: to communicate, like about the company? Uh, were you showing them the project? What what do you do with so, in addition to showing them pictures of completed projects that we have done, yeah. um, I'm also showing them, here's our insurance, here's all of our guarantees. You know, I'll go over the guarantees, you know, briefly, but I'll leave it all in there. And they can look at that while I'm out there doing the uh, roof inspection and all that stuff. So they can sort of see it with their own eyes, you know. They don't have to take it from me, take it from the, you know, from my binder and, and pictures and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, There's our licensing. There's our technician seal of safety and a bunch of certifications of all of our installers and I will have some funny pictures in there too. You know? Yes. Is that right? (laughs) You know, get get some levity, get get some laugh. And you know, I got a little kangaroo. You know that that I'm holding. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. I like it. A lot of people are like, "Is that a real kangaroo?" (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is. We opt to it. You know? (laughs) Yeah, it's funny.
1: Uh, So, what do you sing about? Uh, the company or yourself at that point to get them to go
2: oh this is someone that i i or a company i can really trust sure yeah so so in that um probably after the warm up and stuff you know i'll sort of give them my story hey you know i've been doing this for 20 years you know specializing in residential roofing on homes just like yours you know so there really isn't a project out there as far as in the roofing world that we didn't tackle you know so whatever challenges that you have going on I probably saw it before and I'm here to help you out. So if you can tell me sort of what you expect and what you're looking for. And I'm happy to sort of walk you through that. But what I also will be doing, I'll give you some recommendations as well. You know, so if I think something is like totally off the charts, you don't mind if I let you know, right?
1: I'd like to know. Yeah, that's very good. Very good. Okay. So, so, uh, you know, you sit down, you've sat down and gone through this. How long does that typically last for you? That
2: sit down and process? Probably depends on the person, you know. I, I would say by the time I walk in the front door, by the time we're going over this, it's probably a good
1: twenty minutes. Okay, twenty percent. Okay,
2: very good. And then you're then you're going to go
1: outside and you're going to start doing what an outside visual inspection, some measuring. You get on the roof right away.
2: Yep. I typically uh most times I sort of walk around the front of the house, you know, to determine where's a safe spot to to put up my ladder. Yeah. Um, and so I'll go up on the roof, and sometimes they'll come out with me. Most times they don't, you know. So I'll go up on the roof, take some measurements, do an inspection, take a bunch of photos up there and all that stuff. Yeah. And um, so once I come down, I'll have created all the measurements and all that stuff. I'll uh, go back into the house, and uh, I ask them, I, or also I'll let them know that I have some samples with me, and is it okay if I bring them in, you know. Yeah. So I don't always show them brochures. I usually bring in actual samples. That way they can feel exactly what their money's gotten them. <laughs> I like that. Instead of looking at a piece of paper that looks all glamorous. Yeah, it's an i
1: can't show it. <laughs> um so when you're when you're doing your measuring and your your picture, do you guys use them? use any kind of an app
2: or anything? So yes we do. Sometimes we use hover, sometimes we use eagle view. And uh if I know going out it's like a high, steep cut up roof where right. you don't know, have that eagle view So at that point in time I'm not getting on those roofs, you yeah. know for sure. Um, unless there's like a immediate need, something that they really want me to check out or whatever. So that's sort of how we determine. You know. Sure, Or if I don't have an ego view, I just bite the bullet, go okay. up there.
1: <laughs> how about you can get in the attic and check anything out there? I know it's always kind of
2: part of the process. I don't know if that's something you still do. Yeah, I, I used to all the time, yeah. but quite frankly, I, I uh, backslid from that. I don't go up into every attic because yeah. You sort of formulate an opinion of how they looked, I guess. <laughs> and, and, you know, to anybody listening, I would probably encourage them to go up in the attic and look. I'm not saying it's a right yeah. way. Yeah, sure. Because you could really tell a lot by looking at attics as far as ventilation and mold and stuff like that. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, I guess, do you, I mean, your competition, and you probably, diff- the, getting all the certifications out, going the extra mile, getting on the roof. I know a lot of guys just, Oh, look at they dropped a the bit off. Are you do you guys differentiate yourselves in that way? And how far you you go above and beyond? Trip?
2: Yeah, that's right. With our credentials and all that stuff, and really the more important part is just taking the time to hear the customer out, basically almost like a doctor, you know, hear hear their pains, and then prescribe a a fix to it. Yeah, you, you know. And, and yes, you're, well quite a few of our competitors are. Yeah, they're coming out, and I just got one last week again. I took the time to explain it to her. She's a lady that she needs to know all the details. Uh, another competitor was definitely a lot lower price than us, but yeah. she said I don't know if he was in a hurry or what, but he sort of came and he talked a little bit and said, "Here you go, here's a bid," and he's out the door. You yeah. know what I mean? Said, a lot well, of <laughs> money for I mean William Bay, yeah, and yeah, yeah. If you're talking, you know, that was like seventeen thousand dollars, you know, for that roof. So. But you you put in a couple, you know, a
1: couple hours, and then they may feel like feel comfortable with you. They trust you, and then that's how the business comes. Sure, yeah, yeah. Have to be trustworthy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, you, you've done your measurements, and you're ready to come in with some samples. What else do you sit down with them at that point and discuss? Is there more of a presentation you give, or is that pretty much all been covered before you did
2: the measure? So one of the first things that I do when I come back in. I'll ask, um, you know, cause I'll have left my iPad in there with the pictures and my binder with all of our credentials. I'll ask them, you know, if all that stuff made sense to, do, do you have any questions on any of that? Is it clear as mud? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And, you know, sometimes I'll have questions. So I'll touch on that. And other, most times like will get Nate, we're, we're all good, you know? And, uh, I'm glad you showed me that. That's usually their response, you know? Um, so, so they're happy just to know, like, hey, look, you guys have all these credentials and stuff. Another company that was in here, they didn't even bring all that stuff in. So I don't know
0: if they have it or not. Support for this podcast comes from Ream. Brothers Richard and Donald Ream founded Ream Manufacturing Company in Emeryville, California, in 1925. The company has produced a number of cutting-edge products since 89 years of operation. Today, Ream is North America's only manufacturer of HVAC, water heating, cool and spa heating, and commercial refrigeration solutions. For more information, go to ream.com.
1: Do you have your options already written at that point, That written
2: down, or what you're going to show, present them, and, and then they're the roof? Nope. So, so I'll, I'll see you do, that in front. do that right in front. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and I'll... Have my little scratch pad there, and I'll I'll break out some options right there. You know, this type of shingle. And I'll I'll show them. This is this one's thicker. This one has different warranties on it. And okay. yeah. Stuff like. And so you build the roof with it. I, I I sort of do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So in the end, maybe they'll have one thing they want, right? And it might be twenty five thousand dollars, and then you just kind of take. Well, I didn't expect that much, so you start taking
2: away from that. So. I know that's the way our trainers taught us. Um, I don't necessarily, I, I sort of build out maybe two or three options right there. And and, and maybe I do it probably different on, on every one, so I'm maybe not consistent on that part. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll typically, yeah, sometimes I'll just give them, like, if they want a lot of options, I'll give them, like, three options up front, and I'll sort of break it down, like, hey, this is what this one will get you, this is what this one will get you, you know, sort of show them the difference that way. Yeah. Um Sometimes they're like, hey, you know what, maybe they just sort of want one option or, uh, yeah, they don't, maybe they just don't really care. Yeah. So I sort of give them one option and pay if they're. Well, you're reading of how the conversation's going,
1: what they really want. you're right. If they really want this, I'm like, okay, well, then you really want this, right? Sure. sure. What well, What are some of the different ways that your, your roof, your options differentiate? Like what materials? Is there a lot of warranties? Maybe kind of speak to that.
2: Yeah, yeah. So uh, different thicknesses of shingles, you know, like Certainty makes uh, like pro- professional grade shingles that are thicker and better and stuff have a longer life expectancy. Yeah. They have more of their uh, average landmark shingle, you know. And also, it, you know, if they want a different brand of shingle that's less expensive, you know, and give them that option. So So there's always there's that. Do you want a transferable warranty? Are you going to be selling the house in the next, uh, you know, 10, 12 years? Is that you know going to be important to you? Yeah. Um. So under layments, do you do any any better? Underlayments they're pretty much, they're pretty much the same. You, you know, um. So that don't really change much here at Cure Roof. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah it's There's great. also some ventilation aspects, you know, soffit vents that we can add. Sure. Um, maybe insulation and different stuff like that. Do you do a lot of insulation. Not a ton, but it is something that we that we offer. Sometimes gutters, you know. I was going to get that was my next my gutter thing. How <laughs> often you're doing gutter job. Yeah, yeah. Gutters are pretty common, yeah. you know. Yeah. So we we throw that in there as an option most times, you know. It's more like a separate line item option. Sure. You know, they don't re- need, necessarily need to have it done at the same time, but hey, sure. they just the need to eh, get her all done. Here we
1: are. How often do you see holes with not proper ventilation still? Is that still
2: something you see all the time? Yeah, probably. There's a lot, a lot, over half for sure. Really? Yeah. To sixty percent, maybe. Probably kind of this rough shop roofing companies doing it, and like, or new construction that didn't care. Or... It's it's not so much that. It's more or less older homes that when they built them, they just didn't have much insulation, and so therefore they just naturally vended, and they didn't need all that uh, ventilation that we do now where we're making our houses so tight you know yeah with new, enter- new insulation new installation and new energy star windows and you know so on and so that becomes a good talking point for you with we'll talk to the whole world
1: like oh we're really going to get your ventilation where it needs to be sure our sure, all you know it's there's no mold growing and all that gross stuff right so after sure that comes up
2: yeah that, yeah absolutely yeah, young yeah cause they don't want mold growing <laughs> <laughs> neither does anybody else oh, that, even... that's unhealthy oh no, sure sure um how, how much financing do you guys do do you do much financing yeah, and I don't have hard numbers on that, Bob. Oh, that's, I I would say maybe, well, it's getting more and more every year. Maybe maybe twenty five to thirty okay. percent. So good, a no, good
1: chunk. Yeah. 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 And and when you show the your options, do you always show with a
2: finance price as long with the the overall price? Uh, no. Most times, actually, I'm showing the overall price. You know, um, and also I'm showing the finance price with it. Okay, so you have both. Yeah yeah, 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 for sure. Okay, because you know, if you, uh, I find anyway, if you tell them, hey, it's going to be two hundred seventy-five dollars a month. Well, what's my overall price? You know, they they want to know that for sure. In all fairness, yeah, 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 yeah for absolutely. Oh, sure.
1: uh, what, what what financing product are you using a lot now? Is it the same as cash, or do you will you fluctuate depending
2: upon what the the customer seems to work? Yeah. So we offer we don't offer any zero percent right now. Okay. We offer uh, low interest financing. And we're hooked up through a couple of the local banks and credit unions that we really over the years have developed a, a good working relationship with them and and that's that's great it helps us help the customer and it also helps that credit union to sure to to get a uh, customer as well so yeah it's a win-win situation you know yeah yeah um there's some other online ones that we use as well you know
1: how long is the payoff period typically for those those slow low interest ones anywhere from 12 months up to 120 months okay so it's it could be oh you don't like that price well let's let stretch it out a little bit right yeah we do a lot of that you know like as they stir you know oh that's a little more than i expected
2: so well we do have other financing we we do that sometimes so, so back you know earlier you asked a question i typically if they're if if they're talking about financing or i'll i'll ask them if they're considering with checker cash or chicken wings <laughs> <laughs> or payment options <laughs> I, I, I do like wings. we have yeah you know it's funny how many people want to trade roofs for chicken wings <laughs> yeah you, you wouldn't believe it <laughs> imagine that <laughs> um but yeah as far as the fine if they're like hey you know what we probably want to finance some of that there and my next question will be well where do you guys you know what's comfortable for you guys on a monthly uh, payment you know so, you get into it early on. Yeah, we try to, you know. And if they're like, hey, you know what? We're sort of going to be comfortable around that 250 to $300. All right, Bob. So, that's not going to take the pepperoni off the pizza, right? <laughs> I <laughs> could do shit for a little while, Z, but no, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Right, right. That's good, though. You address it early on. So, there's no shock, at least in terms of, you know, that they're wanting to finance at the end or. You sure, sure the past, you know, Look, you've got some strong financing options for. Them. Well, do you, know, you give multiple financing options at that point? So if they say, "Yeah, for sure, I'm financing." We do the 12 months or the 120 month all at once or are you you pretty much find out?
2: Well, so if, if we find out what their monthly payment is, I'll try to get them into a term that is somewhere like that. If they're like, "Hey, a okay or, you know what, Bob, I didn't think about this here. I th- I think maybe I got to stick more to 200. And I see you have an option here. I'll show them the whole chart. I'm I'm very transparent, you know. Yeah. I'll show them the whole chart. Hey, you know what? They can have one here for 180 bucks or 200 bucks. I like that one better. Hey, you know what? We can we can do that. No problem. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's great. Uh, quick quick insurance break. How much insurance work do you guys do? Do you do a lot of them or not so much? Not at ton. Just we, we don't have a ton of storms around there where yeah. we live. You know, I mean, last year we had a had a hail storm, so we we did a little bit of it. So. But really, it's yeah. you know, probably 10% maybe. Is that right? Okay.
1: How much of those jobs differ for you versus the, you know, the typical what we call retail jobs? You know, is it you're you trying to meet the adjuster out on the side
2: and then, you know, it's just more steps to that call? More steps of the call for sure. Yeah. Um. Try to meet the adjuster on site, you know, and, uh, you know, really go up on the roof and do the roof inspection together. Yeah and figure out what where we can you know be fair and reasonable and because uh, a lot of times if there's a storm going through these people the homeowners they they weren't mentally prepared to replace this roof this was sprung upon them one day when the hailstorm ripped through you know so it's like oh you know we now we're going to spend 15 grand on a roof so yeah. you know <laughs> they obviously don't want to pay a whole lot more than their deductible if possible <laughs> yeah right right right
1: how oh. soon does that does that happen for you where you're saying hey there's a gully between the, they're they're giving ten. It's really this project's fifteen or sixteen. Does that happen often, or are
2: you able to negotiate? It insurance, it it ha- yes, it does happen. You know, I mean, seventy five percent of the time we can usually get to terms with the homeowner and the insurance companies. Yeah, so that yeah, we sort of got to get all three on board. You know, yeah, us and homeowner and insurance company. The other twenty five percent of the time, you know we can or it's just like the extreme going back and forth, you know? It's, yeah. Do you, do you, will you use, uh, uh, financing as a, a bridge in those situations If if there's
1: a $5,000 difference or something like that?
2: We have. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Financing or, you know, Hey, maybe, maybe instead of that homeowner want to upgrade all of a sudden, like, Hey, maybe you just want to sort of stick with what you had. Okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. And worry about the upgrades. Cause they thought to can- get everything with, yeah, yeah. No, no, that's not Yeah. yeah. Or <laughs> a, lot, a lot of times I find out myself educating the homeowner, like, hey, this is what the insurance company, I, how they work and what they owe for, you know. People don't know. Yeah. You know, like, to say it's stuck in that situation
1: where you have to use it, they don't. Right. Right. And yeah. the advocate, teacher. You know? Yeah. That's interesting. Um, okay. So to kind of go back to uh, the, the process in general, dealing with objections, uh, people that go, boy, you know, it's still a lot of money we're talking about i don't want to get other bids how how do you address those people that i was raised i got to get three bids or i gotta get 30 bids you know i'm a bid collector how
2: how do you how do you handle sure so i always struggle with that part but you know i will agree with them. yes it it is a lot of money yeah bob look what we're doing you know we're, we're putting a roof on your home you know and that's protecting you and your family and and probably the largest investment of your lifetime right you know so I mean, you would agree with everything that we're doing, you know. Um, this is pretty much where it is. Yeah. But let me ask you, so you sort of helped me build this roofing system. Is there anything here that you want to take away from it? Or, you know, what what when you're getting more bids, what do you what are you gonna be looking for? You know, and, and sort of base it off of how their response is there. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, most times it's like, hey, we just want to really see what's out there, you know? Yeah. And so, so, you know, at that point in time, sometimes you don't push,
1: but you just you, you ask the open ended questions to get the information.
2: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And you, don't, you don't want to be too, bold. you don't want blood to get kicked out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or sometimes, you know, I would just let them know, hey, since I've been in this business for 20 years, this is you're welcome to get as many bids as you want bob you can talk to 10 contractors if you want you know we're in a competitive business we're all going to be doing similar things and not identical things but if whether you choose to use us or not i just want you to remember you're going to get what you pay for you know um kind of plants the seeds that you don't know what you're going to get with other companies yeah yeah and and uh I, I do sort of know what other companies are doing out there. I've been in the marketplace, you know, so, uh, you, you know, you can sort of say, hey, the, they they might not be doing the proper ventilation. They might not be doing the proper underlayments. They might be, you know, utilizing uh, subpar, you know, labor materials. Yeah, well, whatever, you know, so somewhere to get a cheaper price, they have to, be cutting corners somewhere and sometimes you don't always know where those corners are until a few years after they put the roof on you know certainly yeah. get her blown off so. sure uh, have you had that
1: i'm sure doing 20 years you've seen the the two-year-old roof that's just you know just a awful installation
2: oh we we have yeah yeah i've uh even been out to customers where they called us for an estimate they chose to go with somebody else and then they called us back out there and they're like, wow, you know, I regret I didn't go with you guys. You know, they came and blah blah blah. You hear all the stories and you sort of feel bad for them, but it, it's butchered up and now they want you to fix it. You know, yeah. <laughs> they wonder why it costs more than what it did, yeah, originally. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's unfortunate, right? How about this? Uh, do you do you often
1: walk in a situation where people have the other bids in their hands they go, you know, gee, all oh, here? I had two other roofing companies come out. You know. Do you find that out right away or, or
2: did it come out kind of at the end when you start going to your bid? Um it it really varies. Yeah. You know, some yeah, sometimes I find up uh find out ahead, sometimes uh it's later on, you know. Yeah. It's, yeah, not most times. Once in a while, if you gained enough of trust with them and they and, and they really like you as a company. Yeah. And they're probably not going to go with those other companies. They might tell you, "Hey, look, here's what they're offering," you know, or, or, or at least verbally say, "Hey, this is what their their price was for for this or that." You yeah. Know? But will you said they're compare with you, or is so you just kind of acknowledge it and go, oh, "Okay." Yes, yeah, <laughs> sort, sort of acknowledge it, you know, and hey, this this is how we're different, you know. Um, try never to bash another competitor or anything like that, you know, sure. but just show them the differences, stuff like that, and, and then they can sort of make an educated decision. You're from there, you know. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Uh, how how often are you clo- able to close right away, or, or do you, does it sometimes take two or three times, or how, what, what, how does that work for you? So, so the close my closing ratio is 51.2 percent, or whatever it is. And I would say out of that 51 percent of the time, I think probably 40, probably between 40 and 45 percent of those I'm able to close
1: right away. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And it's just because the trust you build, the relationship,
2: and all that. Yeah, yeah that and our company reputations because yeah. we've been around for a while and they see our trucks. and Sure. Yeah. Now, on the ones that, that you don't close,
1: someone's like, I just really would feel comfortable getting to. Okay, I understand. How do you, is there, do you have a process for when you call that person back? Do you, do you set an expectation of a call you back in a certain number of days? Or how do you handle those? Sure, sure.
2: Yeah. So I I will ask them, you know, do you mind if I call you back in in a few days to sort of see where you might be at? Yeah. And most times they're like, hey, yeah, we're we're totally good with that. Or, hey, you know, we got a bid coming out. You know, he couldn't be out for a week and a half. All right. I'll just wait till uh, maybe like a little bit after that week and a half after that gentleman comes out. Would it be all right if I call you then to sort of see where you're at? Yeah. at At that point in time. And yeah, most hunters are going say, "Yeah, sure, go ahead." Yeah. You know, uh, unless you tick them off. <laughs> <laughs> well, I could see you
1: if you're all walk, walk they mean spirited. No. Uh, so, how do those those phone calls go? Do you have kind of a script, or you just check in politely, see how it went? Does we can move forward, or how do you get it?
2: Yeah, mainly just check in politely. I'll I'll uh, I'll simply ask them, say, hey, "This is Gene with Kangaroo. Just sort of following up on our uh, visit that we had, you know, a few days ago." Just wonder if you had any questions or where you're at in the process. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's key. Where you're at in the process. And let's just sort of let them tell you and see where it's going. <laughs> sure. Uh let's okay. Let's let's think more positively. You close. you close the job.
1: Uh someone's happy to, to to get involved with you guys. Uh what do you do is like a post close process. So I've signed paperwork and but, you know, obviously, I don't know how fast you can get most rooms on, but typically sometimes it could be a little bit. Yeah. You know, so there's that, that concern of cancellation. Sure. So uh, how do you avoid cancellations? Is there anything you do to kind of make me feel warm or fuzzy as you're, you're heading out the door? Do you have a process for that?
2: Um, I do. And, again, I don't use it all the time. Yeah. But, uh, you know, A, number one, thank them for their, for their business and for choosing you and your company and all that stuff. And and just let them know that you're going to do everything that you can to, uh, you know, make this project go smoothly for them and, and uh, to demonstrate to them that we're going to be the proper roofing company for that, you know. And also, so I'll typically also ask them to maybe jot down. I'll slide them a piece of paper and say, hey, just help me out if you don't mind. Could you write down maybe three reasons why you chose to go with me and my company today? Yeah, yeah. And just let them jot it down, you know. Do you take that or you let them beep it? Uh, I, t- I typically take it. Yeah, and I'll say, hey, don't worry, Bob. I'm not going to share it with anybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but that's good. I mean, there I've, I've we I've read stuff about
1: by people writing why they chose you. It cements it. Believe it. That's right. Sure. That's right. That's a lot. I like. How long have you been doing that? Uh for a, a long time. A long time. I like that a lot. And then you can use it. Supply. Oh, I just we would want to know how to get better and why you bought from
2: us. It's it's a very easy way to get them to do that. Yeah, yeah, it serves two purposes. Then you know sort of why they bought from you as you know. So Yeah, what was the key? I liked it. I liked it <laughs> a lot.
1: Um. So, okay, so so they've written why they love you because you're just the best, and then you, you, you head home. How often are you typically able to get Bruce to install? I mean, so I guess it just depends.
2: So, yeah, this time of the year we'll be out there within a couple of weeks, you know. Come uh, September, October, November, they're probably going to be waiting anywhere from 6 to 10 weeks. Yeah. You know, it's, And I'll also just reassure them that, you know, I'll I'll always give my direct cell number, you know, so they can always call me with any questions. But also reassure them that our project manager is going to be following up with them to get this project scheduled. And also to let them know if if we are out six to ten weeks, you know, don't expect to hear from our project manager tomorrow or next week. It's going to be close to that that start date because we get a lot of variables that can happen in the next six to ten weeks, you know, sort of weather. So sort of set that expectation, you know, so... I also do that. That way, they're not calling the well, yeah. our, our scheduler. You know, <laughs> three weeks or three days after I sign them up, hey, we didn't hear from your scheduler yet. You're like, what's well, happening? Huh? Right. You know, he, he can't forecast eight weeks out which day we're going to be there. <laughs> for sure. For sure. How,
1: how much? Uh, you know, once that's sold, do you have much to do with production? Do you talk with them much about the project, or is it pretty much they just you're worrying about sales and then they they handle the rest?
2: Yeah. So. Um, I used to always meet with the team every single morning. I I don't find myself doing that yeah. anymore. I mean, our production manager's been with us for now uh, for a while now, so he sort of knows like you know what what's going on and what to expect. And we sort of just developed that over the years. Yeah. But you know, if he has any questions, you know, they're always available to talk or text or whatever. You know. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> do you, Do you collect a check then, or is there someone on the the production side that does? Um. So actually, what we started doing the last couple of years is when we're done. Um, our office actually just sends them out an invoice and they'll just pay off of that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Where, so AR hasn't gotten too high with that. How does she do it? <laughs> right about a, little bit. <laughs> a little higher than I'd like to see it. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I'm not saying it's, I used to go out and collect checks and it's, that's always a good, a good thing to do it. Yeah. That way. Um, I just was yeah. sell so much. I don't have, you've time. been a busy, you've been a busy boy.
1: <laughs> you've been a busy boy for sure. That's excellent. Um, well, Gene, just kind of in, in wrapping up, um, you know, what motivates you to to just you know be pulling some long hours in the summer, right? That's yeah. not an easy sacrifice. Uh, what what drives you to 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 put that kind of effort in, in time?
2: I would say mine is I'm very competitive, so I always want to do better than what I did before. Yeah, <laughs> you know, sure. And I like to see those closing closing rates very high so that's probably the number one motivator yeah and uh i like to make money as well so that's 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 another one as well i guess and um i I just really just like helping people out i know i know the opportunities out there and you know what if if i can't help them out are they getting burned by somebody else you know and i'm not saying that yeah we have good competition as well sure so but there's also some competition that i feel is not really doing what they can to help people out
1: yeah <laughs> it makes a little shoot bad like they're you know that that gets that negative connotation about roofing because there's the fly-by-night guys sure
2: yeah yeah yeah
1: how much uh do you pay
2: attention to your numbers or if it like is it every day your you're, you're, you're uh-huh. wrapping your revit no and i you know here we're at march whatever are we at march night today something like that march night 10th I don't even know what my numbers are for 2023, so. You just worry about the process, every call. Uh, yeah, just just focus. My, my main goal is to focus on that individual customer that's in front of me right there. Take Give them 110% of your time, and after that, then we move on to the next customer, you know, and look at the numbers. Yeah. <laughs> Toward the end of the year, wherever we fall, we fall, you know. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Um,
1: what. Last question, what advice might you have for, you know, maybe new salespeople in the roofing space that watch this? What would you say to them how how to be successful?
2: Probably just to be, have that helpful mindset, you know, what can I do to help you out as far as the customer? And just be very transparent and be humble and just always do the right thing even if nobody's watching. Yeah.
1: Good stuff. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. This was really enjoyable. Congratulations on all your success, and uh, I appreciate you taking some time. With That's Eugene Martin, the six point nine million dollar man from Lakeside Kingroof in Viva, New York. I hope you've enjoyed today's show. If so, please like and subscribe on YouTube. Go on your favorite podcast player. Please leave us a five star review. The two seconds you take to leave a review will help other success mining contractors like you find us and hopefully get a little bit better, which elevates our entire industry. And please be sure to join me for future episodes. This has been
0: The Successful Contractor, powered by CertiPay. Support for this podcast comes from Dynamic Air Quality Solutions. Since 1982, Dynamic has been the leader in designing, manufacturing, and distributing IAQ products to the commercial and residential markets through authorized HVAC contractors. Certain PATH members receive the exclusive value of the Clean Air Defense System private label to drive your brand in the market you serve. Our commitment starts with support. We provide you with world-class industry-leading technical and communications training, face-to-face and online. Become a clean air defense system indoor air quality partner and dominate your market. Visit worldclassiaq.com for more information. The Successful Contractor podcast is part of the Certain Path family. Certain Path builds successful home service businesses and has for 23 years. We do it by providing contractors with a proven path to success, professional coaching, software solutions, and a member community of over 1,000 contractors just like you. Doubling your sales with a 20% net profit and an inspiring company culture is all possible. Let us show you the way. With Certain Path, success is made certain. Visit www.mycertainpath.com for more information.